Radio. Hi, this is John Easdale from Dramarama, and you're listening to Radio 8-Ball with your host, Andras Jones. Right, there you are. So are you going to give me one note? Give me one note? Well, welcome to Radio 8-Ball, give us a shake. We're here on Feral Tempted Fate, wherever you are, putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select here with the help of our friend, Synchronicity. They like that one. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. I'm your host, Andras Jones, and this is the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random, interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. And today, our musical guest providing the oracle fodder for our pop oracle divinations is John Easdale of a band you may know, especially if you're a fan of Nightmare on Elm Street, a band called Dramarama. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, John. Thank you, Andras. And, John, you have a list of eight songs. Is that correct? I did give yeah. uh, come up with a list of eight songs, yes. How about uh, Marshall from the Radio 8 Band? Can I get a little, uh, yeah, a little, little music under the song? So, song number one, Anything, Anything. Song number two, Physical Poetry. Song number three, Call Me Dave. Song number four, Incredible. Song number five, Would You Like. Song number six, Wonderama Land. Song number seven, Work for Food. And song number eight, Emerald City. And those are the eight songs that we'll be using for our Pop Oracle Divinations. The way this works is we will select those songs randomly by either spinning the Wheel of Eight, picking one of the Radio 8 cards, or flipping the Radio 8 coin. And for the final question of this episode, the question is going to come from John with his, uh, his own question that is going to be answered by the final song on the board. And now that you know all of the mechanism for this, we're going to start off, I'm going to answer, I'm going to answer, I'm going to ask the first question. And uh, John, if you'll bear with me, I need, to, I need to download a little bit about this. So that's, I'm going to tell you some stuff that might go a little bit, uh, might be a little bit personal. I might have to cut it out, but I'm just going to go there. You ready? You go. Okay, so... This show, this episode, is a really big deal for me. Uh, you and your song, Anything, Anything, have been with me since I was uh, about 20 years old, when it appeared under my karate workout scene in Nightmare 4. And I've talked with you about this, and it seems we've had a similar experience since then, that the thing we're most known for in the wider world is wrapped up in each other. You know, for 20-plus years, people who are my, quote, fans, unquote, have been telling me how much they love your song. And for the same 20-plus years, your fans have been telling you how much they love the Dream Master, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Absolutely. So uh, now some people who listen to the show know this already, but my father, Richard M. Jones, was a dream psychologist. And among the many books he wrote is one called The Dream Poet, dedicated to my brother and me about... Uh, dream seminars he led at the Evergreen State College in the 70s and 80s, which partly inspired this format. 
uh, though I didn't really recognize it at the time until a few years into the, doing the show on KAOS and Olympia when one of my father's former students called in and without knowing I was his son, compared Radio 8 Ball and our format to the dream seminars she'd attended in the 70s. Uh, during the course of her musical divination, we both realized she was talking about my dad. And that was a pretty potent synchronicity, as you can imagine. Now, in Nightmare 4, my character's name was Rick Johnson. Now, Rick is a nickname for Richard, my father's name, and he often went by the nickname Dick. Now, considering he was a Freudian psychologist, the idea that my character was in a dream mo- that my character in a dream movie was basically penis penis Dick Johnson is something I think he would have got a kick out of. So I, I think he saw the Dream Master, but by the time it came out, he was already it's kind of sad. He was already devolving into the Alzheimer's dementia that would later take his life. So it's not something we ever really got to talk about. And in some sense, maybe I think I created Radio 8 Ball so that I could have that conversation, if not with him and with his spirit and with his legacy. Um, And to the audience, I'm sorry if you think it's morbid or a downer that I talk about death and dead people a lot, but I have a lot of dead people in my life. And just like I'm not going to stop you from talking about your pets or your kids, even though I don't have them myself, I'm not going to ignore all the wonderful dead people in my life just because I am ostensibly here to entertain you. Uh, We're talking about a horror film franchise, for God's sakes. I mean, death is in play, as it is in life. And speaking of wonderful dead guys, uh, John, you and I reconnected about a year ago, or actually just connected a year ago, at the funeral of a mutual friend of ours, uh, Paul Plagans. Indeed. A great singer-songwriter who you knew in L.A., And I got to know when he was cleaning up in Olympia, Washington in the early 2000s. Paul and I used to joke with each other that we were both one-hit wonders, me for Nightmare 4 and him for his band Greta. And we kind of laughed at the idea that neither of us was that into the thing we were most well-known for. And, you know, I've been thinking about this as we approach this pop oracle session since, you know, you two, no offense, are kind of in the one-hit wonder boat with me and Paul. It goes beyond that. And it's really weird because, first of all, if you think, your father was a dream doctor, yeah, more or less. And this movie is the dream master, and, and that's the movie you're in. And, yeah. and, and, and now the, the Radio 8 Ball continues that. Uh, um, Paul's father was an art critic. He was, he was a really, really well-known, famous art critic. And... Uh, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm sure that, that that played into Paul's genius because yeah. he couldn't do anything that was less than, you know, perfect in, in, in composition. And, you know, yeah, he wasn't he wasn't one to just throw stuff away. You know, you just throw it out there. He was he was a, a brilliant, no. a brilliant perfectionist and uh, a real craftsman. Uh, yeah. And yeah, well, you guys both have have dads and I have daddy issues in the sense that I, I, I was adopted. So I never met my mom or dad or so. Oh, so in that sense, and it never bothered me when I was, until I became a father. And then all of a sudden, you know, the coolness of having no medical history kind of, uh, blew up in my face. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, you know, this is, I, I, there's this other sink that I want to explore before I get into my question. I'm almost there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's about the name of your band. Drama Rama. Uh-huh. So I was telling you the other day that I'm constantly having to correct people about the pronunciation of my name. It's Andras, not Andres or Andres or Andros. Um, 
And I was actually named after uh, another dream psychologist named Andres Angel, but that's another quest, another uh, a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, when people mispronounce my name, I always try and tell them, "Hey, you know, ah is the most relaxing vowel sound." And since I'm kind of a stress case, it's probably a good thing that my name has two opportunities to relax when you say it. <laughs> Andras. It just relaxes you a little bit. So I was thinking about that. And then I was thinking about your band. And your band doesn't have one, doesn't have two, doesn't have three. It has four, count them, people, four ahs. Drama, rama. It's almost like a, it's almost like a chant. And I was just considering that since you can't dream until you sleep and you can't sleep until you relax, it's easy for me to see how the theme of dreams is again reasserting itself actually in our names. And that brings me to the final anecdote. It was 1980 and I was staying at my dad's place the year he and my mom split up and I was sleeping on the couch in the living room in my sleeping bag. Now, I don't have any memory of this, but I remember my father telling me the story the next morning, how he came downstairs because he heard a noise, or maybe he was up late contemplating existence with a glass of Johnny Walker. But anyway, he came into the living room, and I was sitting up straight and staring at the wall. And according to him, I was still asleep. And he asked me what I was looking at. And according to him, I said, a big four, a big number four. And considering that we're here for a Nightmare 4, Nightmare 4 uh, themed Radio 8 ball, that's the coincidence that I am really interested in. So my question for the Pop Oracle is, what is the meaning of my sleep-waking dream about the big number four? And now, to engage the Pop Oracle, I'm going to spin... The Wheel of Eight. Na, 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 na. Wheel of Eight. And that is song number eight, which is Emerald City. Hmm.
And that was Emerald City from John Easdale. The answer to my question, what was the meaning of the dream about the big number four? And um, John, Emerald City, is that about Seattle or is that about Oz? Uh, neither, really. It's just about uh, the the idea of reaching the Emerald City, I think. Uh, you know, the... the place to go I finally found it that, I mean, the that, opening line that feels like Oz I mean because Dorothy she's a, that's the it's, place oh, it's absolutely it's absolutely named after Oz uh, in that sense but it's yeah. not about Dorothy not about and Dor- her friends right. it's just Your about Oz. the feeling that they had they wanted to get there they had to get past the poppies and 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 get there and, and almost fall asleep but then when they they, they arrived and they were so celebrated and uh it was a grand parade but then they had to leave again so it really wasn't the end of the end of the story and that's and for you was there a personal meaning for you like was there a particular thing that you were striving for when you that you thought that that was about when you were writing it i think it was just the feeling of 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 contentment and happiness and 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 uh the that sort of thing. I mean, it was a really amazing answer for my question. It's got the line of, I'm lost in a sweet dream. I'm living on chocolate ice cream. I don't know about the chocolate ice cream. I was more of a vanilla kid, but definitely lost in a sweet dream. And that, and how coincidental, of course. Um, I was thinking about, we were talking about the ah sound. Drama, Rama, Andras, Jones, and Oz is the ultimate, like, ah you know, even spelled with an O, mm-hmm. it has that sense of Oz. And you can only, in order to get to Oz, you have to go to sleep. You, it's like, in a weird way, it's like the opposite of Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, the nightmare is the dust bowl that she's living in, uh, Dorothy, and her escape is to... Uh, is to... Dreamland. Is to dreamland. And there she finds... A, it's a paradise on earth with, with killer monkeys and witches who want to destroy her. And no, <laughs> it's, not a, it's not an easy trip for Dorothy. <laughs> for me and my question, it usually has a lot of preamble and then a, not a lot of interpretation because I'm going to try and find my answers, uh, my answer to this question over and over through the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I think it, you, couldn't, you couldn't have a more perfect start to A Nightmare on Elm Street themed show than uh than to hearken to oz so uh with that and i don't know if you know about it but this show is going to be is a, is a very uh, kind of dorothy themed show we have three of the women in caskets from radio eight ball my my three dead co-stars who are going to be joining us uh tuesday toy and brooke fans of nightmare on elm street will know them as that Fans of just them as actresses will know them as Tuesday Night, Toy Newkirk, and Brooke Theus. And we're going to be joined by several other folks throughout the course of this episode. And over the course of this episode, we're going to get to know you and your music, uh, John. And I have to say, it's been a long time coming. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yay. (laughs) Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'm delighted. That's segment one. 
Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball on Feral Audio. If you'd like more information about the Pop Oracle, please check out our website at Radio8Ball.com, where you can find out about upcoming shows, about asking your own question on the podcast, and about our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed on Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. Until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio 8 Ball Show.